Hi, Bridget. It's Patrick from We Live on a Planet, and I wanted to call your station and thank you personally for coming on over and supporting me here at the station. It really gives me uh, a lot of encouragement, and I just wanted to send out the gratitude and let you know I'm very thankful for it. So thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. On the show, we connect authors from around the globe to each other and to their readers. On the Writer's Corner live show, you will meet both seasoned as well as new and aspiring authors. And our featured author for this week is Brian L. Tucker. Combining his love for the ocean and the messaging of anti-bullying, he wrote The Scary Grey Shark, showcasing how a shark might handle adversity at sea. Don't go away. We will be right back. just joining us welcome to the show i'm your host Brigitte limbanda i'm a live video talk show host and producer i'm passionate about social needs such as the water and energy crisis and special needs education as well as responsible social media advocacy on this show we bring you the backstories of authors and aspiring authors and my co-host is mary elizabeth jackson she's the award-winning author of the children's foolishes book series um, and she's also working on a movie screenplay her book comes out um today isn't it mary uh, well it's soon it's sometime in soon. the next week soon. or soon yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and Mary's also a wife and mom to three humans who inspire her, and she's a special needs and disabilities advocate. She lives in Nashville in the USA, and I'm in Cape Town in South Africa. So let us know when you're joining, where in the world you are watching from. We always love to know. Mary, welcome mm -hmm. to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So excited to be here. And I'm so excited about our author. So uh, he and I got to meet about a year and a half ago. And um, he is super great. And I'm so excited for him to be here. And I can't wait for him to talk to us about our, his book. And, um, you know, bullying is a really hot subject. And it's a it's a button in our country and actually all over the world. So, everywhere. you know, yeah, everywhere. So his book, which should do well everywhere that, it, you know, all over the world. And um, and hopefully, you know, kids will not be too afraid. No, I'm kidding. Because sharks. But it's great. I love it. I, I love that because kids relate so much to animals. Uh, yeah. And I, I think some of my favorite movies, some of my favorite stories have animals playing the um, the part of the, you know, the characters. And so kids can really relate to all that so much more than they can to humans. <laughs> Seems oh, absolutely. Yeah. So a little bit about our author, Brian, is an academic advisor in Charleston, South Carolina in the USA. And for more than half a decade, he has written books in a variety of genres, including two young adult novels an illustrated historical novella, uh, a poetry chapbook, and a short story collection. Brian has a Master's of Fine Arts in Creative Writing from the Bluegrass Writers Studio in Eastern Kentucky in the USA. He lives in West Ashley in 
the U.S. with his wife and daughter. And he says he enjoys Saturdays as well as with them as well as their rescue cat, Jody. And so combining his love for the ocean with the messaging of anti-bullying, as we said, he wrote the book The Scary Grey Shark, which debuted on the 2nd of January this year with Black Rose writing, showcasing how a shark might handle adversity at sea. So shall we invite him onto the show? Yes. Let's do Hi, Brian. Good morning. Hello. How are you all? No, we're good. You know, I want you to talk to everybody about, you know, Virginia's reading your your bio and everything, and you, you have so many different genres that you've written in. And I think that's important for you to discuss here. I mean, I, for me, I, I know for me it is because I am in children's, but I will branch out, you know, because I have other things that, uh, to write about that, I, that are calling you know, and right. so what is that like writing in different genres? Do you have a different publisher for your different genres, which is another great question for people uh, out there that are looking because a lot of people kind of there are a lot of people who write the same genre and that's what they stay with. And it does make life a lot easier, I think. Um, but then you've got those of us that that creativity is like, whack, you know, it's. <laughs> that's the best then, way to describe it yeah, yeah just, just like an explosion <laughs> of ideas and thoughts and loves and passions and it's like how do you do all this exactly. so that I think that I would love for you to start there because okay. you do kind of cover a wide variety of things in your writing yeah definitely I and I do appreciate you guys having me uh, you know on again and uh, congrats to your book coming out so soon you know it's uh, so exciting it's like yeah having a, a baby birth into the world and that's probably <laughs> the best description uh, this uh, from from 2014 as Bridget was saying to present uh, it's hard for me to stay in the same um, headspace too long and uh, like you said it can make life a whole lot easier if uh, you're writing a serial or, you know, um, in the case of comic books, something that runs from edition to edition. Um, but creativity pulls me um, in in a lot of different ways. And so from the story collection in uh, 2014 to now with the Scary Gray Shark uh, with children's fiction, it's, uh, it's exciting that there's so many different um, mediums and, and genres we can use now and uh, with technology, the ability to um, to connect talent around the world, um, illustrators from all over, uh, ideas for stories for me. The story, I, I might have an idea and it, uh, generate it, work through so many drafts, and then the connection could already be uh, being formed with um, someone you know, halfway around the world to say, hey, I want to work with you on this project. And it uh, it's really made it, uh, I, I think, great for those of us that are impatient. And I struggle with you know the ability to sit still for too long. So. Uh, from yeah, 2014 to present, and when um, I was last getting to talk with you guys, it was uh, we were living in Chattanooga, my wife and I, and uh, we've had a daughter since then. And when we all met, it was in Nashville at the book festival, mm -hmm. um, and we've moved since then to Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, a lot of exciting things, just from idea to idea, um, with uh, the ability to connect with people around the world for these ideas. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Very awesome. So how many, like what age grade uh, range is the book good for? Oh, sure. Yeah. So this one, um, this one's, uh, we're saying uh, three to eight. So it kind of uh, works well for those that are, um, uh, you know, developing reading skills. We have, um, you know, some, some of the text is a little bit uh, larger across the page and uh, bordering on a paragraph at times. So we say three to eight. Uh, my daughter tried to eat uh, her first copy. <laughs> we realized halfway through the book, I barely made it halfway, that um, that we'll save it for when she's a little bit older. She's yeah. just now a year and a half. So. so it can look like a shark ate it. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. That was a joke. Was uh, in the book I put in the, um, uh, you know, dedications uh, section that it's for her our first shark encounter because when she was um, developing she was constantly swimming uh, <laughs> i'm sure that was very uncomfortable for my life yeah i like that i like that i totally like that i want to say welcome to our audience on um on facebook and also to our audience on linkedin thank you for joining us live um so brian the scary gray shark how did that story come about what was it that made you want to write about bullying uh i think when we learned we uh, we were having a daughter uh, for me instead of a son and we you know we joked back and forth about this is this is going to be a different learning curve and uh, i got to be okay with that and um thought about then you know maybe what she would encounter when she grew and was a little bit older um the, the topic of bullying. Originally, I'd thought shark and, you know, you have the dolphin, which is the uh, uh, kind of assistant and the mother figure and uh, just, you know, even had Jody in there. You mentioned the rescue cat earlier. I had her with uh, snorkeling capabilities uh, in the first draft of the book. <laughs> I thought that might be a bit uh, too far of a stretch having the uh, cat with snorkeling gear attached to the shark fin. So uh, scales back and kept Zella as the central shark and um, Leah as the dolphin. Interesting. I mean, the, the shark and the dolphin, you know, um, the, the two meeting up and uh, and you using those two to um, to to help people see that, you know, or help them find ways of dealing with bullying. It's a very real thing, you know, whether you and it's not just for kids at school. Right. Um, you know, bullying is something that carries on right throughout your life and the effects thereof carries on right throughout your life and you have bullying in the workplace. Um, exactly. And adults that don't know how to deal um, with bullying. I mean, I know people that have left their workplace because they couldn't deal with bullying from colleagues, from mm. supervisors. Um, it's a very real problem and I think it's something we don't talk about often enough. Mm -hmm. I don't think people are too embarrassed to say that I'm being bullied. Right, yeah, I mean, you know? it goes across genders and, um, uh, you know, working with animals, as you said, you know, pets, uh, you know, young readers connect so quickly to that. And um, I try to think of what was more universally feared and uh, bullied in the realm of uh, oceanic life than a bull shark and the idea that one would not be, um, ferocious but timid uh you know outwardly ferocious and look with the teeth going every which way but how to how to make it uh, so that the zella is more humane and in a lot of ways less scary than the uh, family of dolphins that she swims into with when she mm. Yeah. Wow. So they, and they're cuddly, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Um, 
So, you know, the other thing that's kind of interesting is you're, you're um, in, in uh, people who want to write may not think about this. Your marketing has to be completely different yeah. for pretty much your, your age range, you know, and your genre. It, it's a whole different world. And I'm saying that cause I'm in it. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, cause you've got to get, you want to, you got to get to the kids, but you have to get to the parents as well, you know, to, have them see it and fall mm -hmm. in love with it and see the purpose of it and want to buy it and want it to exactly. be a part of their children's lives. So there is a whole different marketing situation that mm -hmm. goes with that. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah. as, you, as you've done, I mean, with, with children's books, uh, if you write from that space of, you know, it starts out maybe as a labor of love and it's tied to the family. Um, I really didn't start like thinking marketing until, you know, after I'd seen that it was a real thing and, you know, that Zella would one day get to read it. And it was kind of like, okay, that's great. Everything else is just, you know, icing on the cake, but you're right. It's totally different for um, how to promote something. And often it is to the parents first and the parents, uh, this, in the case of the scary gray shark, you know, coming out, post Christmas, right after New Year's. Um, yeah. It really was um, a good timeline for when it, when people were wanting mailings and how to get advanced reader copies out to, to those folks, putting them under the trees in advance, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, right. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that, that was good then. I know. And timing is everything. That's another point. Cause you know, when, when we, when Brigetti and I interview authors, we like to give your story and your, and your book and everything, but also as much information as, sure. you know, and advice. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's another thing to consider. What is the, what is the best time of year for a book to be uh, let out, you know, and released? That's a, that's a tough one also. Yeah. Yeah. You and I, you know, and we've worked uh, together through uh, Black Rose and um, seeing uh, on a publisher's timeline where it'll be placed and um, knowing when to get everything in alignment with that, uh, with that date. Um, Pokeweed coming out in fall and, working into school systems versus, you know, in this case for me with the uh, scary gray shark, um, a lot of it uh, comes back to it's set for January. If you have a book coming out and this is for anyone, you know, trying to, uh, trying to set the stage so that it can see as much success as possible uh, by um, putting as many feelers out there and letting people know about it. And if you're able to give advanced copies to give those and to share it as much as possible. Absolutely. Uh, timing. <laughs> websites, you know, if you have your own personal website, and uh, my recommendation would be if you have that or you generate your own website to, to um, put that on there as much as, you know, people talk about platforms, but just trying to, to do what works best for you. Um, if, like, I, I'm not a, a big uh, Twitter user, but to, um, so if that's not a strength, I try to play to the others that, that work a little bit better for me. And um, maybe, you know, uh, for those watching, if you are a Twitter, uh, you know, user and you understand every single uh, bit of hashtagging that goes on during the day, then that could be a real strength for, uh, for getting um, recognition for that, that book or project. So Brian, who's your inspiration for becoming a writer in the first place? I always like to know that, you know, because we, yeah. we all have a book in us, in us, but not all of us put pen to paper. What was it that motivated you to get started as an author? Because once you started, it, uh -huh. it's easier from there to just keep going. <laughs> but what was it that propelled you into writing in the first place and who kept you there? 
Well, I think you asked me that, on, uh, and it's so fitting for uh, with with Pokeweed being a, an illustrated historical novella to now um, writing what you know is you know sometimes cliche, but if you if I could take you to on that trip to where I'm from, um, it my hometown really it just exudes stories, storytellers, um, a lot of you know that oral tradition, and people would sit on the porch and want to talk about what happened during the day. And um, that's something I still look forward to is, is getting to talk with family and friends who are like, well, guess what happened to me the other day? And it could turn into an all afternoon or evening, a uh, bit of back and forth, joking, laughing, uh, because things just seem so surreal and the best fiction is <laughs> what we see in our everyday lives right now. So it's, uh, it, it's just great to kind of separate from all of the, um, uh, distractions during the day and have that time with family and friends. And where I'm from in, in uh, southern Kentucky, right on the Kentucky-Tennessee line, um, we information didn't travel as fast. And especially, you know, growing up for me uh, in the 90s, going into the 2000s, it, uh, it allowed for you to develop those friendships and relationships on a much deeper level than what, um, you know, the way we're kind of pulled for. Uh, a million different things now that distract us. Yeah, absolutely. Are, you, are you hoping at some point to become a full-time author or is this something that you um, want to do part-time? I think I think I like not knowing what's ahead in terms of uh, writing process. Um, as we were talking before the show even started about this, um, this new one that will have a different illustrator. Um, and it's a basketball narrative uh, told in verse and it's illustrated. Um, so just trying to get all the pieces together. But I had a side story again, the stories of people we know. Um, I had a teammate I uh, lost when we were in high school and um, uh, that connected so deeply that a lot of times anytime I write from a young adult perspective, I always think about that when there's a sport involved is the, the uh, idea of uh, Harrison and what happened. So that basketball story keeps me going because I'm definitely interested in the material. And if you're a writer or wanting to be a writer, that's something that uh, you got to lead with your interest. And uh, then the research and all that other stuff comes later. But uh, it, it's really that it's what drives the first uh, draft. And how do you choose your illustrators? I mean, you don't just open up the yellow pages and say, okay, well, I think you're a good illustrator. How, how did you decide on your illustrator for each book? There was the, uh, with Katerina Dotnaboy, I mean, she's amazing. And you could go to her website and uh, on uh, dotnaboya.com, um, you can see her portfolio and I found her kind of luck of the draw with um, you know some of those artists for hire sites that are out there she was on uh, I believe that one was on it was on Fiverr and she she had a rate that was technically higher than she would normally even uh, consider projects but she really liked the idea and she offered to do twice as many sketches at a lower rate and for me that was just ideal for carrying a western idea mm -hmm. uh, hazard kentucky so that was perfect and then when i told her i was wanting to dedicate one to our uh, daughter uh, at the time she said i love oceanic tales and she's like let me send you some color sketching and, and design for what what that story became so it's really 
it can, sometimes can be hit or miss, but with her, it was two for two. I was, you know, just amazed with the work she did. And now um, kind of on a short leash, you know, with the uh, the next project, because she said she wouldn't be able to, um, to commit. And, um, you know, there were some health issues. So I was wanting to, to honor, the, you know, what we did together and then try to move into um, someone that really can um, can capture uh, the basketball story. It's really hard. It's hard to find a good illustrator. I mean, I'm absolutely in love with, you know, mine for all the three, these three books. I, I just think she is the bomb diggity. <laughs> and, um, she is, you know, she's very busy and she works a full-time job. She's doing some um, illustrations actually for Southern Yellow Press Pine, Yellow Pine Press. How we say that backwards. <laughs> and they're, they're down in Florida and I'm excited for her. And so like where I'm moving into is my, the, I have another book coming out the end of this year. It's a middle grade reader. And my daughter who's 16 is an absolutely incredible uh, artist. She is doing um, the graphic novel design okay. for that. So she's doing it all on her iPad. Okay. And, um, they're totally different than anything I've ever done or, or you know, had in a book. Um, so I'm very excited about it coming to first. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> Every day I'm like, are you, are you doing, are you working? Are you drawing? You know, <laughs> you have twice as much leverage to I'm going to feed you, you draw, right? So, <laughs> so there's that kind of funny thing going on with us, but I do know that um, report back to me. Yeah. At any time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm not feeding you until you draw today, but, yeah. uh, you know, the other thing is looking into um, anybody out there looking for illustrators. You know, you can contact, contact art colleges and art mm -hmm. schools. Definitely. Sometimes you can find a really good illustrator there who um, they may not necessarily charge you because they want to get published, but you could put them on a contract with you yep. and they could get royalties that way. So that's that's a way to get an artist or illustrator out into the world. So that's another thing that, that can that's be done as well. Idea. Yeah. The portfolio that they get to build while developing as an artist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is kind of like we, we hang on to them. We're like, we yeah. love you because I can't draw a stick figure. Right. So can you please help me? Yeah. don't go anywhere? I've seen what mine look like in the illustrations <laughs> and they're not great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brian, is there a favorite part in the book that you, uh, that you could read for us? Sure. Yeah. I love the, um, it's kind of right in the, um, uh, the description leading into the uh, what would be the climax of the book, and she she designed the um, the preliminary Zella moments uh, in anticipation of revealing the friendliness and the no you know the uh, the the fact that bullying isn't needed at all because it's she's just outwardly scary. I love this one. Um, it says she frowned as she swam. In the warm summer waves, crooked teeth pointing every which way, north, south, east, and west. And I love that she put, you know, throughout the book, jellyfish and smaller fish that were. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. She did a great job. That's a really yeah. beautiful illustration. Absolutely. That's so cool. <laughs> Yay. Well, yeah, congratulations, it, congratulations to her. Thank you. So. Thank you so much. Yeah. So where can people find your books? Yeah. Um, I told you before Christmas, I felt like I was, you know, those requests, put it, I want it under the tree. I want it under the tree for this many kids. Where can I go to uh, pre-orders through Black Rose Writing? And now they have it um, fixed on their site as a uh, children's book under children's fiction. And um, 
obviously Amazon or anywhere um, and bookstores can order it. So I'm trying to do more events here in Charleston. Being relatively new, uh, we moved in June of last year. So right now, uh, the connections that we had formed in uh, Chattanooga with going and doing book events and having book supply orders and things that was all already uh, there, uh, having been there as long as we were. So I'm trying to establish those connections better in Charleston, South Carolina, and the ability just to travel around, you know, go to go back home, to have things um, in bulk already ordered. But uh, yeah, anyone who's looking to, to get the book can go um, either on an online store or uh, have it sent directly to a bookstore. Or they can find it on Amazon, Barnes mm -hmm. Noble, online, that kind of stuff. So exactly, uh, yeah, for you know, Kindle, it, Nook, all that. Yeah. Right. So look into uh, creative things mm -hmm. uh, to do for children. I, I know that I'm getting ready to do an event uh, once this is ready with a actually a restaurant, which is kind of mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. They said after their six-year-old daughter, they're mm -hmm. putting in a bakery and they're going to have baking classes. So we're going to do a combination baking class, book reading kind of thing. Yeah. So something just a little bit different than right. what I've done before. So, yeah. you know, you have to really get creative, especially when you're doing things with children's books. Exactly. Um, I work and, at a, a college. Um, and it uh, with higher education, the events would for young adult novels would flow much more easily. But again, going back to what you said with genre and uh, and demand, you know, the marketing side is totally different. So for children's fiction at a, at a collegiate library, as opposed to at somebody's house or in a, um, uh, a storefront that would really connect to it. Uh, museums, uh, for example, aquariums are kind of ideal for this type of book. So I'm trying to get all of those things uh, in order in the new year. Yes. And if you ever come, if you ever come into Nashville, then you should go, you should call Opry Land, the Opry Mill Mall, because they've, they've got the aquarium, that restaurant right. there. So yeah, I love that know. place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, again, forming new uh, new new uh, routes for for this type of thing and getting word out, you know, just like today um, of where it's at, uh, what it's about, and I've submitted it for some um, some recent you know contests and awards. As I'm sure you're we're more well versed in this for you know children's fiction than I am, but there's certain ones I've sent it out to just since Christmas to try and um, also uh, share it with others. Yeah, absolutely. And so Tony wants to know: Are you going to release a digital version of your book? Yes, so there is the um, the digital version um, is available. Uh, you can find that one with any kind of um, store opting for uh, e-reading. Uh, there isn't an audible version yet or an audio constructed uh, edition of the Scary Gray Shark, but that is something I'd like to get in the works soon. Awesome. Um, so, I, and Brigetti probably wants to know this too. Anybody who's wanting to publish poetry or short stories, what advice do you have for them? <laughs> Pray long and hard. No, uh, <laughs> uh, for the for the stories, uh, baptisms and dogs uh, in 2014, I went the route of submitting them individually to each specific and best fit that I could find for uh, publishing houses and a lot of journals, magazines. Uh, you name it, uh, they are out there online and in print still some. And the best thing I found was to get them individually picked up in places and then to package them all together with the ability to broadcast where they were first published. Uh, poetry can be a similar thing. I learned a lot uh, of what to do and more not to do in poems, but Beach Poems came out in 2019 
And that for me, again, kind of like the scary gray shark, I've always been enamored with the water and uh, all that idea generation that can come from a place that, you know, just you can look at the, you know, <laughs> beauty around you and, and just take it all in and start writing things in a notebook. And beach poems was that way as well. I had some put into journals and then I ended up self-pubbing that one. Um, I really a novice in the poetry game. So I didn't, didn't expect it to bring down the banners. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Tony, um, Brian, it's been wonderful having you as a guest on the show. And um, we I'm really look it. forward to, yeah, we really look forward to inviting you back again sometime in the future to hear how things are going Sounds and great. to hear how the book has done, you know, in the next few months. And hopefully by the time we have you back on, your daughter will have progress from wanting to chew the book to actually read it. <laughs> yeah, I meant to have, here we go. I had a picture. Let's see. This is, um, this one's in black and white, so it's not as good, but I had, so there, there she is. There's Zella, the uh, oh. face, so you can see it. Oh gosh, that's why I wrote perfectly precious delicious. Those chubby, those chubby cheeks. They're uh -huh. yeah. full of mommy's kisses. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So she's she's uh not quite up to, you know, but she loves books. And I think that's another thing is, you know, for those of us that you know grew up on Book It or programs that just said read books every single day. Um, it's so great to to bring that to family time and uh to, to have story time each day. And I'm excited to see where all this goes. And um, I'm excited for your book. And I want you guys to yeah definitely stay in touch. And I look forward to you know getting to be with you guys again. Yeah. How far are you from Nashville? So, six, yeah. eight, ten now? Right. Yeah. So it's about uh, four to Atlanta. So I would say six and six and maybe six and a half hours to Chattanooga. So Nashville would be a little bit further. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. So I was just thinking for, you know, whenever. Yeah, yeah, that's. Children's thing, you know. yeah, let's try to set something up and uh, that'd be exciting to do that uh, sometime in 2020. With 2020 already having February happen this weekend. Oh, so, my uh, I know. <laughs> January is just like, whatever, January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you find, you know, uh, things with, and I think that's it's so helpful to share, you know, like ideas that are working and not working for each and every project. So as you're working on this middle grade, I might, you know, um, pick your brain a little bit, you know, as far as how. Sure how one thing works for a certain audience uh, getting you know boys to read that's a, been a big one for me is trying to find you know uh, the middle grade and young adult readers who maybe never thought about it and then when they finally get exposure to a certain kind of book they realize they do enjoy reading i think that's why we've turned it the publisher decided to turn it into a graphic novel because yes. comic books are so popular right mm -hmm. now and even my 16 year old totally agreed with the the changing of it from a regular book to to that because we just had pencil drawings in there because yeah. i wanted it to look like a kid drew it because it is a kid's book and so now it's going to be a colorful you know graphic novel with like about 200 pictures in it which hopefully won't take forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can border on um you know, half a year delay with just waiting for illustrations to come back. But I mean, it'll be worth it in the end to have uh, image complement the text to that degree to where you actually can say, I, I'm drawn in. It's almost like uh, eye candy, right? To have that much visual aid and that much text from page to page. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that. 
So <laughs> I, we're so grateful you came on today and, you know, got to share everything and so excited. You know, I, 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 I know Bridgetti does too, but I really love when we get to interview authors that their books are just coming out or it's getting ready to come out and it's like fresh and hot and <laughs> yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. Right. right. It's uh, I feel like I live on, not just social media, but, you know, you know, checking review sites and trying to host events. And um, right now it's, it's, it's just that getting more involved in the community and trying to figure out uh, who really would want this book. Cause a lot don't know about it, especially the way social media is set up now, you know, the algorithms, you might miss 20 people that really want to read the book and just never see anything pop up on their feed. So it's, it's trying to find those that really would be interested in what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Brian, thank you so much. It was lovely having you on the show and getting to hear more about your book. And if you're out there in the audience and you have um, young children, children are always um, open to bullying at school, whether it's uh, preschool, whether it's middle school or high school. So get this book um, out there and empower your little ones so mm. they have they know how to cope better with bullying. Brian, again, thank you so much. Thank you for watching, everybody. Remember to write good yeah. stuff and be inspired one conversation at a time. We'll see you same time next week. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye. Hopefully I'm saying it right, but hey, Brigetti, this is Timo from the Bureau of Impact, and we have an open call out to the Anchor Nation and would love your thoughts, your audience thoughts on the simple question, what is money? So feel free to call in, give us your thoughts, your two cents, no pun intended. Would love to hear from you. Peace.